today I have the pleasure to have Coach David Ehrenberg from Ledoux High School. How are you doing, Coach? Good to be here. I'm doing well. Excellent. And due to St. Louis not having the sun so much, are you staying warm and in good attitude? Yeah, we, it's actually, it hasn't, well, we had a, we had a cold spell here, but it, we're in the 40s, 50s now, so it's okay. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've been struggling. Um, even though I lived in Canada, um, I think this year I've been struggling with the cold here, so I'm trying to get used to that again. Right, yeah, it, it has been a little bit colder than usual, so... Yes. Awesome. So yeah. So um, thank you for um, joining. Definitely appreciate your time. I know it's always a, a busy schedule with school, soccer, kids, and everything else. Right. So uh, what I like to do is um, first to get to know the coaches a little bit more, um, because typically all we see is you know someone screaming on the sideline or giving <laughs> a pep talk, and it's always good to know you know who the coaches are and you know the best things about them because. So, could you tell us a little bit more about you as first, how you got introduced to soccer and, you know, if you played and what led you to uh, coaching? Sure. Um, so I grew up playing, you know, kind of rec stuff with soccer. I actually, I never played club soccer growing up. Um, played in high school. I actually uh, went to Ladue High School where I'm coaching now. Um, so varsity player um, for Ladue High School. Um, went on to play a year at Wash U, uh, Washington University, which is a college here in St. Louis. Um, and then when I graduated from college, um, came back to be a teacher. Uh, there was a soccer opening actually to coach, um, at my alma mater back at Ladue. So I kind of jumped right in after graduating college, um, to be the coach, um, on the, on the boys and the girls side, uh, at Ladue. So started off. Um, at the JV level and just kind of worked my way up um, with the coaching. Um, I've been the head coach of the girls now since 2011, and I've been the head coach of the boys since 2014. So, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I started coaching back in 2005, so I've, I've got a few years under my belt at this point. Awesome. So it looks like you you definitely have maybe a, a different um, view of soccer in St. Louis, especially. I'm uh, knowing that um, you, I guess, didn't really participate in the club soccer. So um, was that a, a personal choice or family choice, or was it more of, um, you know, that your the environment that led to more of it um, away from? Club? Yeah. So I. My my family was not, you know, like my parents didn't play soccer. It was, that was a, so that was not a, wasn't like I got to see my older sisters. I had two older sisters. They they weren't into soccer. My parents weren't into it. Um, so I really wasn't introduced to the club world. Uh, I played lots of sports, you know, and, and when I was growing up, um, club was definitely more selective. Um, you know, you, you, you had to make the team. That was not something where just everyone just automatically made any team where it, that's kind of how it is now. If you want to play soccer now for the club side, you're going to make a team. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I enjoyed doing lots of other things. I played baseball growing up. I played basketball growing up. And there was never really a time where I wanted to just focus on, on one. Um, so that's kind of how it went. I, I actually got asked to play club um, on a couple different occasions when I was older, um, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. But again, I loved playing other sports so much I didn't want to forego that so that that's how it kind of happened I, you know and I think back when I was growing up 
it wasn't a huge deal if you didn't play club because that was again there was it wasn't it wasn't as big as it is now so i didn't feel like i was strange by not playing club um but it wasn't any any other choice for that other than i just like playing other sports too so Awesome. So, yes, so knowing that um, a lot of um, kids now these days do play multiple sports, which kind of help them in soccer, apparently. Yeah. Um, So um, when did you realize that, you know, soccer was sort of like your your preferred sport or was it more of like you still continue to play throughout high school and then? I played throughout high school. I mean, so baseball, I did drop eventually. Um, And I but I played soccer and basketball all the way through high school. and I mean, honestly, I loved basketball just as much as I love soccer. I just, you know, I'm 5'10", so there was there was a little bit more limitations on the basketball side than on the soccer side. Um, and I, you know, I was a pretty good soccer player, so I, I, I guess I gravitated more to soccer because I was better at it than than basketball. Uh, but I had equal passions for for basketball and soccer, so. Okay. Um, yeah, and I definitely feel your pain. Um, I think I am five ten, five eleven. Yeah. Um, and I was the smallest. All of my cousins in my age group are all six two and up. So that's right. where um, <laughs> I almost was kind of pushed into soccer because I was right. more gravity, and it worked out. Um, in the long run, but and there, you know, I love I love coaching multi sport athletes. You don't see them as much anymore because we we live in a world now where they they. They want specialization earlier and earlier, but playing multiple sports is great. It's great for, uh, you know, the the different sports really play off each other. So when there's a kid that plays basketball and soccer, there's so many things that they get to do, you know, physically that, that go from one sport to the next. So, I, you know, I wish we were at a place where we didn't specialize so much. I wish kids got to, to play more sports. Definitely. Yes. And I've, we have all our kids um, do swimming all year long. And yeah. then after that, they get to pick soccer. So we're definitely a big one where we we realize that multiple sports definitely helps. Um, and I'm starting and to I see have a kids, lot more. I have kids of my own too, and and they had to make that. Um, my oldest, who's in sixth grade now, was doing club soccer, but she likes volleyball. She likes doing dance. I mean, so the 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 practice schedule got to the point where she couldn't do all the things she wanted to do. Right. So she had to kind of make the decision: Am I going to stick with club or go to do these other things? So she she actually dropped out of the club, although. She did tell me last week that she she wants to maybe join back in the club again. So you know, the young kids they they change their minds all the time. So hey, you, you don't know what what's good until it's gone. So that's right. That was that's it. right. That's right. Yes. Excellent. Um, so was there um, looking at the coaching side? Was there any coach that you were looking up to or that you have your coaching style um, around built around, or was it more of your own? So, I actually, my basketball coach growing up was one of my big um, mentors, inspirations. Uh, coach Basler was my uh, varsity basketball coach. And I, I feel like when I coach soccer, I kind of coach like a basketball team. Like, and, and you know, I really got into scouting early from basketball. Scouting and basketball was a huge deal. And so when I became a soccer coach, I really, I really dove into the scouting side of things. So a lot of times like the pregames for my soccer games look a lot like a pregame for a basketball game. Like there's a whole whiteboard stuff, you know, going through details. And I think the scouting part has really picked up. I, you know, I think over the years, soccer coaches have realized that scouting is a really big part uh, where that didn't used to really be as big of a deal. Um, but yeah, Coach Basler really uh, taught me a lot about the coaching side of things. And I, I used a lot of the stuff that he did 
um, just on the soccer side. Uh, and then um, the varsity coach, when I first got on, his name is Coach Prang. He actually is my assistant now. Um, he was a he was a big inspiration. So I feel like um, one of Coach Prang's uh, really strong attributes was just the way that he could build relationships with his players and and keep things fun. And so you know I've, I've kind of taken things from that side of things um, with with coaching um, as part of my repertoire too. Excellent, excellent. And yeah, so it looks like you've been coaching for quite a while. So it looks like those mentors definitely helps. And it looks like having your assistant coach, your former coach, as a that's yeah, it's so to much keep fun. that um, yeah. post in. Yes. Perfect. So yeah, so and um so we saw last year that you've had a um, quite interesting um season. Um yeah. and yes, and it looks like also you've uh, matched one of the Kansas City a uh, big story of the year. So um and knowing that you were I guess a five hundred close um team that got into the playoff, um could you tell us a little bit more about, you know, that season and maybe some of those uh, takeaways prior to the playoffs. Yeah, we had a, it was, you know, interesting is a good word. We, we had a, had a bump in the road this last year on the boys side. Um, we had to forfeit some games. There were some team infractions that were happening. Um, and so it was a very, uh, it was a difficult season in terms of just off the field, just trying to get everyone moving in the same direction. Um, and I think if you would ask people pretty honestly, you know, mid mid year, I don't think our aspirations were very high for the boys season. Um, but once we kind of got everyone on the right page and kind of dealt with the off the field issues, we went on a really great run. Our our we started the postseason. I think we might have been at one point. I don't know, seven and twelve maybe to start the postseason. We were well well below five hundred, um, and the kids we play a tough schedule. The kids really started to buy in into what we were doing. And with that buy-in, just, we just started stacking wins. And uh, we had, a, we had a, a fairy tale playoff run. We ended up winning a really tough district. Um, we had to knock off uh, the number one seed who was Webster Groves, who's, you know, year in and year out, very, very talented. Um, then we had to beat a Whitfield team. Uh, they were the number two seed in our district that have, uh, you know, one of their players is a city two player, like I'm yep. just amazingly talented. Um, we actually, in that game, we, at one point were down two guys. We had, we had two different defenders get red cards in that game. So we wow. played, we played the entire second half down a player. Uh, so we, we were up two nothing at halftime. Then we played the entire second half down a player. And then the last 10 minutes of the game, a second defender got a red card. So then we were down two defenders for the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, and we just held on for a really exciting win. Um, then we, in the next game, quarterfinals, we were without those two starting defenders because they were on red cards. I had a, like I had a kid that had not played varsity almost at all, step in and played 80 minutes. I mean, so there's all these great storylines from our postseason run. Um, we got to state, we, we won our semifinal game. Uh, and then we, in the end, we ended up losing to um, East KC, um, very talented team out of Kansas City, uh, inner city school full of um, immigrants from all different countries. I mean, great team. If you ever watched them play, they were they were really fun to watch. So they were they were very deserving champions. Uh, but we were we were proud of the run we made. So 
Yeah. And so what would you say? It's, um, so would you say that the, the team got closer as, I guess, as the season went? And um, was there something that you saw that kind of clicked? Did that kind of help um, the team proceed? Or was it more yeah. of a, um, you know, we've, we've, you almost went from, you know, the worst part because that, you know, forfeiting games is almost like the worst part of it because it's out of your control. Um, can you see some of those, um, you know, what clicked that kind of helped push that team to make such a nice run? I think, I think what, what really ultimately, I, I've thought about this a lot. Like, why, why, did, we, why did we go off the rails? ledoux has been traditionally a, a strong program. We've, we've, done, we've never won state, but we're always kind of in the mix. Um, and we've won, I think, nine out of our last 11 districts, which in St. Louis, our districts are tough. So, oh, yes. um, so we have a strong tradition. I, th- I really feel like this year, for whatever reason, um, maybe a little bit of a little bit where the kids just thought like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what we do. Like, we're just going to we're just going to be good. And that obviously that's not the case. Um, so we, the the team really just wasn't doing the small stuff that we needed to do to be successful. Um, and so once we, when we, when we forfeited games kind of mid season and, and kind of dealt with the off field issues, that was the big focus coming back is how can we um, get back to doing all the small things, the things that make Ladue soccer successful. And I think once we really focused on that and on the process part, um, that's when the wins really started to come. And so, like you said, the, the team got much closer because a lot of those underclassmen were kind of thrust into leadership roles, which um, re- that really helped us going forward. And it's very exciting for, for next year because we're returning something like seven starters wow. from last year's squad. So, okay, Awesome. Yeah, so it's always nice to see, you know, underclassmen um, stepping up and knowing that, um, you know, that they had a chance almost to start so that maybe – kind of also helped um, you know um, i'm a huge proponent of high school huge proponent of high school sports and i think the season that we had shows why high school sports is such an important thing you have you have a mixture of age groups you've got freshmen and all the way through seniors so you get you get this really cool component that that you don't get all the time in the club world um we focus a lot on the holistic portion in high school soccer you know like obviously we want to win soccer games that we're, we're there to win soccer games but but we're also developing character and, and, and the people. And so when you look at our season, our season really encapsulated everything that's great about high school soccer. You, you've got these awesome memories from winning rivalry games in the high school environment. And you also uh, can really dive into just the character development that happened um, for all of our kids too, which was, that's, I mean, that, that's why I do this. This is, that's the big part of the job. So and was there um, any takeaway from you as, I guess, a coach on um, doing things differently or was it, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so was there anything that take away from your side of um, the ball? On, yeah, you know? I think for me, I mean, and again, I've been doing this for a while. So this was my, my 10th year uh, as the head coach of the boys program. Um, and I it made me kind of take a step back and really be intentional, intentional about what I wanted, what my expectations were in the program. And, and I'd always, I've always had the expectations, but some of the expectations were kind of passed down from senior class to senior class, you know, like, right. so as a coaching staff at midway through, we literally came up with a list, like, this is what, this is what it means to play Ledoux soccer. Here are our expectations. And, and with that list, 
being way more intentional about uh, coaching that stuff because some of that stuff this season, I think, had, had slipped in, in terms of um, meeting our standards. And so that that to me was kind of a big takeaway. And I think moving moving forward to the girls side next year with the boys, um, really just hammering the culture of our program and making sure that that kids know what our expectations are and um, and realize the importance of it. Cause we, we saw we saw what happens when we don't live up to the the culture expectations. So yeah, so, sometimes yeah, I go to some of those bad t- times to to learn from them. So that, that right. definitely helps. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah. So now we'll talk a little bit more about the the fun stuff and I guess more exciting, which is the uh, the Champions League, St. Louis Champions League. Um, so I've spoken a lot with uh, Jim over the phone text um, for the past few months regarding you know the excitement that's currently happening in Tampa and how um, not only the community, um, the teams, private, uh, public schools have come together and kind of built this huge and nice tournament which then end up at AI Long Stadium, which kind of add a little bit more of the prestige of having such right. tournament. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more of um, how that attracted you to that idea and, um, you know, some of those wish or expectations? Yeah, I, so Jim Hart has, I mean, the, the guy's a dynamo. I, I just met him this year. He's like a, a one-man wrecking crew. He He is the passion just exudes from him, you know? Um, so he and Perry uh, were kind of instrumental in starting that Champions League. I think a few other coaches from Tampa uh, kind of getting that going. And then um, Greg Keller, who coaches at St. Dominic here in St. Louis, um, had a connection to those coaches. And so he kind of helped start it, start the movement here in St. Louis. Um, and Greg reached out to me and a few other um, St. Louis coaches to kind of form the committee to get things rolling on the St. Louis side. And and really the, the goal here is something that's near and dear to my heart. I've been, I've been really trying on the state side to get our playoff system to a place where um, it's less about how big or small your school is, but like, let's get the best teams playing the best teams. And if you're not a good team, let's get you playing other teams that are not so good. Like I, I think our playoff system should be getting teams to their right, area all right because that's going to help grow the game at the bottom levels and it's going to help you know promote the game at the top levels um because right now we have a system in our in our missouri state system where you know you'll look at some some of these playoff games and the teams are losing 14 to nothing like that that's not helping anyone that's not helping anyone so it's not really playoff so i think i've been very vocal about that and greg greg i think through that knew to kind of reach out to me because the champions league is essentially what we're talking about here, we, we were, we're looking at getting the 16 best teams in St. Louis in a tournament to, you know, kind of be like, well, who, who are the Kings of, of St. Louis then? Um, and so what we're, what we've set out to do in St. Louis, that's a little bit different than Tampa. Cause we've talked to Jim, um, the way our districts are rolled out and the way, um, our classifications are make it a little bit different than Tampa's. Um, but essentially what we have uh, put into motion is a situation where um, class three and class four district winners get to get into the Champions League. And then based off of um, your team's um, regular season success after that, uh, there's we have kind of an NPR. It's like a power ranking in Missouri. 
so we could then invite the other the other teams um into the champions league at that point um so it's public school it's private school it's big school it's small school uh, it's a really cool way to kind of to, to really test like who's the best of the best in st louis um i know when we introduced the idea to my soccer team the boys were just so excited like oh my gosh this would what a cool idea so i really think it's going to bring a lot of excitement to high school soccer i, I think it's it's not meant to take away from the state tournament. You know, winning state is still the crown jewel. You know, you still, you still want to win state. I just think it's adding another feather um, to the hat here. You know, like you might have a season where you win state and win the champions league. Like, so that, that's kind of the, the thing we're, we're just at, we're adding more layers and more ways to celebrate high school soccer here in St. Louis. Yeah, and it, it and it definitely helps when you know the Champions League have that title that anyone that's related to soccer a little bit outside in Europe. Once you say Champions League, they will be like, "Ha, yes, we know that kind of tournament." And knowing that St. Louis is also big in soccer, and everyone's trying to say who's the, the best team in St. Louis, I would, girl or boys. So that definitely will kind of put the stamp on you know you've won and you've literally can call yourself right. the, the best team in St. Louis. And um, so also knowing that he's also talking about Kansas City, so that will just add a little bit more of that, that fuel to the fire. Yeah, so um, the interesting, you know, and that, that would be for years down the road, but yes. what, so this started in Tampa, but then Miami kind of piggybacked on Tampa. So, you know, Miami has their Champions League, Tampa has their Champions League, and it sounds like they've got something where now the champions of the two cities then meet up and play each other. I mean, so you could see something like this really growing where Kansas City, you know, if they wanted to do this, um, they have their own champions and then maybe, you know, the Kansas City champions would, would play the St. Louis champions. I know that South, Southwest Missouri has wanted to jump on. Um, it's, I think it's great. I mean, the, the more ways we can, we can pump up high school sports, the better. I, I think there's some logistical issues that'll have to be in. And even in year one, we're running into some logistical issues already. Um, but once we can kind of hammer and smooth those logistical issues out, uh, the idea is fantastic. And I think it's going to generate a lot of excitement around the game. It's the first year. So there, there'll be some, some pain here and there. Yeah. Um, so what would you say it's, um, so knowing just the prestige of champions league, uh, was there, is there anything else, um, you know, kind of help with the exposure of, um, high school soccer? Cause knowing, you know, club, they have all those opportunities to have. Um, ID camps that you have all of the coaches to come in. Uh, do you think that having a Champions League like um, tournament will also kind of help promote high school um, players to have a little bit more? I do. I mean, I think when you look at one reason why club has become the way that colleges recruit now is because it's it's easier because you know a college can a college coach can go to a showcase knowing this is where we're going to see a bunch of really good players. Um, and, and the hope is kind of by doing the champions league, we could be able to tell coaches the same thing. Like this is where you're going to see the majority of the best players on these, you know, on the top teams in St. Louis. Um, do I think that's going to replace, you know, in some way rival the club? Probably not, you know, if I'm going to be honest, um, the club has its role and I think the club role is, is very important. I don't, I I think, you know, that that's great for the club, but I do think, if you look at the high school experience and what we can offer at the high school level, 
we we offer these kids a way to really experience what they're going to be experiencing at the next level. So when you talk about the college game, which is essentially where the vast majority of these kids that are playing club, they want to play in college. You know, some people want to play professionally, but the vast majority that that really are serious about soccer, they're wanting to play in college. The high school game mimics the college game in many ways more than the club game in many ways. Yeah. So when you look at a situation like having the Champions League and you're, and you're looking at you're playing for a goal, you're playing to not only get into the Champions League, but then winning the Champions League, um, those types of experiences, I think, will help those players develop better for college than just playing club all the time. So that's what I really think is kind of our role in high school. I, I think, you know, I'll get college coaches locally that are recruiting kids from high school, but I, I never really make the claim that high school is where kids are getting recruited out of. But I, I really strongly believe that as a high school, we can help players that want to play at the next level in many ways. We, we help develop the soccer player in ways that really club teams can't because it's just, it, that's just not the way that clubs are set up. So. That, Definitely. And, and I'm in some of those um, college coaches, coaches that I've um, been talking to also. So um, you probably will see me kind of push that also to some of the um, coaches that I've met throughout the years. Um, but I think it's um, one of those, the big thing about high school is like you said, the college experience is that they still have, you know, the, going to school, being more, um, you know, student first athletes. So you kind of give them that experience and now knowing that um, they will also get to play against the other schools that they typically do not play against. Right. Right. Um, that's one of the, I think that's probably one of the plus because if you're not in that well, class, and, and competing, won't see him ever. competing against multiple age groups. I mean, again, you know, some of my, some of my standout players this, this year on the high school team were freshmen and sophomores and they're playing against juniors and seniors, you know? Um, so, and that's, what's going to happen in college. When these kids go to college, they're going to be freshmen in college trying to play against 23 year olds. Shoot the college landscape now they're playing against 26 year olds yes, i mean they are. it's yeah. it's really changed so you know, i again the, the, there are things that we are able to do at the high school level that that clubs can't and so i i really i would hope we get back to a place where the club and high schools work kind of more hand in hand um and and not rivaling against each other they we we should each understand that we have uh different roles in the developmental path that are both important if you're looking at at each player yeah and and i'm starting to see maybe a little bit of that shift also um i guess with the san Luis city that we have now um knowing that they there's uh, multiple academies at the same time yeah um, so this kind of shows that now there's you know multiple alley to to soccer or going to that path um and it looks like city also have those players that also go to college but also um, go to high school, play for their academy, and then go to college. So it looks like San Luis just adding one more tournament kind of help promote all of the players, student athletes uh, across the right the state versus just one uh, area. There, and there's lots, and that's the thing. I think you know, in a perfect world, there'd be just one nice streamlined pathway, but that yeah. that's just not that's not the case. And and there's going to be kids that have different. Every every kid's situation is going to be unique, um, and that you know that even plays into the part with high school. Some some people maybe their high school program that they play for maybe isn't that strong. Maybe they're not you know 
competing for places like the Champions League. So, so they're going to have to make decisions that are going to best suit themselves. Um, but I think when we can talk about, you know, playing for a competitive high school, we're trying to make those pathways better for kids that are playing for competitive high schools at this point. So. Yeah, I tell everyone pretty much there's no one has the perfect pathway. And if right. you look at some of those uh, players that now become very famous, um, the biggest one for me is a French player that's N'Golo Conte. I don't know if you know him for that yeah. used to play for Chelsea. Um, mm -hmm. He was pretty much like the fifth division in France, and then he moved his way up to then winning the World Cup compared to others that have worked in club scene or has gone to academy that have not reached that level so it's just determ determination and maybe a little bit more push that will um, help you get to where um, you like to go so that's pretty much what i tell all the kids that i talk to is that um you know you can go to the academy you can go to the club route you can go to high school and um we just saw from tampa um there's um senti Gajola, if i spell it right he went and did the um, college prep, Tampa prep, and then he won the Champions League with his team. Then the Rowdies uh, from yeah. Tampa saw mm -hmm. him and they added him to his academy. Awesome. And now he's playing with um, in Germany, in third um, division soccer um, in Germany. And we'll, get, we'll interview him actually tomorrow. Awesome. So it's definitely one of those nice things where he actually went from high school to the academy for the local usl team yeah and then got discovered and now he's playing professional at 21 in germany so I, it's one I of those stories and i'll throw this one out here too not obviously we're talking about path and you know developmental path or whatever but but also we have to remember too that a lot of these kids are playing soccer because they want to have fun too you know like sure yes we want to there's we want to get better we want to play in college play professionally whatever but we don't want to strip away the joy of playing soccer too and and if you ask a lot of these kids they want to compete with their high school they want to compete the rivalries that exist against their their buddies from club you know that are on other teams you know i don't think we want to quickly strip that away too and so again you when you look at something like the champions league again it's just another layer that we're trying to enhance the high school experience to showcase that you know this 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 is the fun part of playing soccer this we we don't have to force kids into you know being adults at the age of 12 you know like you're yeah. playing the game because you want to play like go play go have fun so oh i'm still watching it just like if i was young so um yeah. it was one of those fun things and um and guess the funny part for me judo uh, martial art was my first sport um and then it just kind of work my way up to play soccer so is that right it, yes it's definitely one of those things where um, the fun part will almost take you further than um you know like you say being a professional as well right um, a lot of my friends that played high school with me or club um if you see them after maybe college first year they play and then they're like oh they're burnt out so right i can definitely know what you mean by not being a professional so early yeah and enjoying yeah. life a little bit more yeah yeah i i 100 percent agree excellent so yeah so um it looks like we're um, not taking too much more of your time um so would there be anything that you would like to let um you know other coaches or either anyone from in san louis about the champions league um and your aspirations for it um you know outside of what we've gone over 
on this. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I feel a lot of coaches' questions about it, um, <laughs> just them knowing that I was part of the committee or I'm, I'm on the committee. Um, as we kind of talked about, the first year is probably going to be – there's going to be some bumps as we kind of sort through it. I, even even this first year, we couldn't we couldn't make the, the, the teams the way that we really want to. Um, the, eight, the athletic directors wanted to have – wanted to know who was playing before – our districts were done. So, you know, in a perfect world, we would take the district winners and then we'd go from there. But really the, the athletic directors were kind of pressuring us to get the list quicker. So we had to just basically this year, year one, email who we thought were very deserving teams and go from there. Um, but but the goal moving forward is really to, to be very merit-based. You know, you, you win your district, class three, class four, you're in, NPR. I mean, it, it should be very objectifiable and, you know, um, so there's not a lot of guesswork on, on it. Um, and again, the goal here is just to get those most deserving teams in. And so, you know, I, I looked this year, if we, if we had been able to do, do it the way we wanted to do it, we would have had a, um, a couple class two teams, a couple smaller class two teams would have been in the champions league. Um, I think even a class one team would have made it too. Um, so, you know, this isn't something that's supposed to be all about private schools or all about big schools. Like this is really supposed to get, let's get our 16 best teams and let's see where the okay. chips fall. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um, so is there, um, do you have any, um, I guess any, I would call it um, sessions or anything pertaining to um, Ludo high school that you plan on organizing within um, the next few months? Um, we're me- I mean, we're starting girls. girls season starts in March. Um, or I guess February 26th, it's a little bit earlier this year. Uh, so we've already been doing some off season stuff, uh, just a couple days a week, um, here in the winter. Uh, it's been, you know, when it's over 40 degrees, we go outside, otherwise we're inside the gym. Um, the girls season again, you know, girls are going to be doing champions league too. So it's an exciting, exciting prospect for them also. Um, (laughs) excuse me. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're prepping for the for the girl season that's going to be coming up here in the spring. Excellent. Yes. So, um, Coach David, I definitely appreciate your time. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more um, within the coming up months, um, where we just kind of lead more to the uh, Champions League startup, I believe, in September. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So definitely appreciate the time. Hope you well, stay let me, warm. And let me throw this out here. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. really happy that you had me on. We love, you know, I, I think another really cool part of this is, is the media coverage. So, yep. you know, having people like you, like c- helping to cover this stuff will be amazing. Oh, yes. And I think I probably forgot one of the other things that you're working on for these um, STL Best 11. Oh, Best 11. Yeah, yeah. We didn't mention that. Yeah. Almost so, yep. one, you know, one of the cool things, again, I was just, I was looking for ways to help bump up the high school experience and... Um, you know, MLS has the best 11. A lot of, a lot of soccer leagues have their, like, who's the best 11. So, uh, I kind of spearheaded the best 11, STL best 11 this year. Um, couldn't have done it without the help of all the coaches in the area. I basically just email all the STL area, uh, high school coaches and we do both sides of the river. So Illinois and, and St. Louis, and they turn in their nominations who had a good week, you know, defender could be a midfielder forward goalie. Uh, then the coaches will vote. And based off the votes, every week we had, you know, here's STL's best 11. It, I thought it was a really cool way to to uh, highlight um, kids that, you know, 
were very deserving of getting highlights. I think, you know, a lot of times we wait till the end of the year and you have, you know, maybe the all Metro list or all state or whatever. Um, but you know, there could be kids that had a great week. Like let's celebrate those, those student athletes. Um, so the, the replies I got, the, the responses I got from the STL best 11, I think were very positive. I, you know, just like champions league, there's some hurdles I need to, there, there's a few, um, you know, just graphic stuff that I'm going to try to enhance, uh, from, from fall to spring. Uh, but in terms of the idea, it was, it, it was really cool. And I'm looking forward to doing it again with the girls in the, in the spring season. Awesome. So it's definitely, so all the coaches, so it, it's good to know. I think that all the, the coaches get to, their, yeah, this their is very democratic. There's like, this is fun. not just me. This is not me picking the best 11. This is all the coaches get to nominate and all the coaches get to vote. So, you know, this is, this is what the coaches in the STL region are, are saying are the best 11. So. Uh, good. So that way now we have it in recording. So if there's anyone angry, Colin <laughs> will say, here's the recording and which is all of the coaches. Yeah. I had some people tweeting at me. Why, why aren't this? Why isn't this? Well, Hey, this is. <laughs> talk to your coach. <laughs> talk to your coach. Exactly. Yeah. Talk to your coach. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah. And for the graphic, feel free to reach out to me if you need anything on, on that part. I That'd can be definitely... helpful. As a coach, I'm okay. As a as a graphic designer, not as much. <laughs> no, I'm no expert, but I just just know enough. And knowing that you guys do a lot more than just coaching, you still have you know family life and teaching. So um, it definitely show an appreciation to the high school coaches and um, staff that do you know the, the extra mile because it's not just you know your job is not just soccer. You have right. a lot more in your hands right. and always taking and then adding another tournament um into your very busy schedule so that was why i kind of also jumped into it because um, i had my own um high school coaches so it definitely shows that you guys have a lot more on your plate and just taking an extra um extra things to to do tournament yeah, and, and, and just a, 11 so it's, it takes a lot of work and i don't have you know a, a dedicated staff of people that are helping on this too so yeah, these are these are all labors of love. So, yes, and we definitely appreciate that. And and as you can see, I always call everyone coach because um once you're a coach, you're always one. So it just shows that appreciation. And uh, as always, I definitely appreciate your time. And um, we'll be talking a lot more. Love so, it. Thanks for having me on. I uh, thank you all, coach, and hope you have a good day and um good luck next this season with the girls. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care.